Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Power Motor Yacht Podcast. I'm your host, Editor-in-Chief Dan Harding, joined today by Senior Editor Simon Murray. Simon, what's going on? Dan, there are no guarantees in life, except when meeting the man who guaranteed a <laughs> victory as an 18-point underdog, then all bets are off. Wow. Wow. What what a lead-in. What an introduction to the one and only Broadway Joe Namath. Readers right now are like, what, what the heck is going on here? So, Simon, give me a little backstory. How did we get here? So, I think we should take a step back maybe and say that we're coming up with the Legends and Icons issue. Mm-hmm. And we usually have all the material ready to go months in advance. But this time, with a pandemic raging around us, maybe not getting out as much as we typically would, we were down a cover story, which is like red sirens going off, all alert. And I think you were the one that kind of held a meeting and asked all the editors if they could brainstorm an idea. And Joe Namath came up because I was down in Florida and I just gotten done watching the documentary that HBO Films did on, on Namath. It was on my watch list for probably over a year and, you know, never got around to watching it. And finally was bored, fired it up. And I look in Namath's backyard down on the Loxahatchee River in Tequesta, Florida. And he's got a boat docked back there with a boat on it. And I couldn't believe my eyes. So I was like, oh, my God. So you were the, probably the first person I told about that. And lo and behold, we, we basically landed Namath. Well, so I want to I want to actually take it back even further. I want to go back to that magical time of that we like to call the 90s. It's fall. You're playing peewee football. Now, you're a few years removed from Joe Namath's famous Super Bowl win. But as a kid growing up in Jersey playing football, what was he to you? Did you know about his store power back then? He was probably more of a mythical figure. My parents lived in Brooklyn and my mom had tickets to Shea Stadium. To watch the Jets play back when they were playing on the same field as the Mets. And, you know, they went to games. I was a baby at that point. They move out to the Burbs in Jersey. And it's a little weird because, like, regionally, I think more people in North Jersey, or depending on where you are in North Jersey, there's more Giants fans because the Giants and Jets both play around there. So all the kids growing up, all my friends and um, just everybody most of them were Giants fans or Eagles fans Smart. coming from South Jersey. So it was tough being a Jets fan. It's always been tough <laughs> being a Jets fan. I mean, it's no surprise. They, I think everyone listening knows that the Jets have stunk a lot recently. A, a life of hardship. That's right. <laughs> it has been. And uh, yeah, so it was always tough. And, and Namath always represented like when the Jets were good, which is like basically that one season. <laughs> It's a little sad you got to go back that far to find a hero. I really, it makes me shed a tear for you. <laughs> it's so far back. It's almost like, it's like a time, it's like going to like the Romans or like the Greeks, <laughs> like a time before this time that we're living in. Just read about it in textbooks. <laughs> yeah, it is. So, I, and that was actually one of the things for a long time. Actually, I, I've never owned a Namath jersey because I always thought, I always reasoned that you shouldn't have to go that far back to get a good player's name and number on your back so yeah. i never bought it so I, I i was totally a namath fan but i didn't want to be one of those like you know jersey wear like, yeah like trying to like you utilize that fame because i thought that you know i was just so far separated from it okay all right fair enough 
you know, go ahead, fast forward. And like I said, we were talking about ideas for this legends and icons issue. And it, it should be noted, we, we had a, we had big shoes to fill. The, the last time we did a legends and icons issue, this is only the second time we've done this impressive theme is, uh, we had John Wayne on the cover. So that really is what was pushing us. It was like, you know, we want this to be special. And I know we're, we're in for a good story when it's something you're really excited about. So go ahead. We give the green light on, on chasing down Broadway Joe. I'll be honest. In my mind, I'm like, what are the odds you're going to actually be able to get this kind of celebrity access? Take over from here. I was right there with you. So basically, I've watched the documentary and I come to you with this idea. But a large part of my mind is just, okay, yeah, you, you got to see the documentary. You know, he's a he's a boat owner. He's a boater. But what are the chances this guy's really going to pick up? So like probably next to next to nothing with some of these celebrities, most of these celebrities, I should say, there's no contact info. You go to their website. There's obviously they're not going to put it out there. So the next possible step nowadays is going to social media and Instagram. There's a Joe Namath official mm-hmm. Instagram. I saw there's an email. I'm like, OK, you know, I, I got so jacked up for the story. I already told Dan, I can't be like, oh, you know, there's no contact info. What a what a lame uh, excuse. So I reach out and basically go back to the drawing board, try to think of another person for the cover. 20 minutes later, I get this call from Ohio and I'm like, oh, great. Another solicitor. You know, I get these calls for to, on my car warranty. Oh, they're all, the time. they're all the time lately. Jeez. <laughs> it's been like four times a day. So I'm like, oh, here we go. And for some crazy reason, usually I just click the button, turn it off. I picked up the phone and this guy's on the other end telling me that he's in charge of Joe Namath's Instagram account and he is interested. He said he got, he gets hundreds of requests every day, maybe week. And he's interested in doing something with us. I was like, what? I was like, who? <laughs> I, I couldn't believe that. I, I, I mean, honestly, even after. Everything that's happened, I still don't believe it. But yeah, it's wow, amazing. That's cool. That's uh, that's a good feeling. So essentially, you know, I, you did a lot of groundwork working with his with his rep and his business manager to to align a meeting and and get Joe to agree to this story. You guys set up a date. I know there was a there's a restaurant launching that coincides with the story. But take me inside your head as the story is getting closer. I mean, what what's what's going through your mind? So as being a Jets fan, the first move obviously is going out and got and buying uh $150 Joe Namath jersey. <laughs> it, it was the it's the home jersey, which isn't truly, you know, Super Bowl three, which is what he's known for, obviously guaranteeing that victory. They're wearing the the all white look. Couldn't find that, bought the green, doesn't matter, whatever. <laughs> I, I get the jersey first thing. After years of saying I'll never get this jersey, first thing in my mind is go out and buy it. Next step is just getting everything ready. We, you know, we have an interview. We have a call. It's it's Joe, obviously, and Charlie Modica, which is his partner. The mm-hmm. restaurant's called Joe, uh, Charlie and Joe's, rather. Mm-hmm. And um, so talk to both those guys. They're nice as can be. I'm, like, blown away by how friendly they are, outgoing. I mean, I'm staying at my, my girlfriend's parents' place, and we're on this conference call. Joe hops on first. First of all, you know, you know, the cop, I'm sure everyone dealing with working at home knows about this, but like with conference calls, they, they tell you to give your name and it's yeah. first and last name. And so it, it pings and it's like Joe Namath. And I'm like, ah, oh, I'm like yes. the only person on the call and I'm just like freaking out in my mind. 
And I, I told my girlfriend, I was like, I, the whole time, I'm like all nerves. I'm freaking out. And I listened back after speaking with these guys. And I somehow sound confident. I don't know how, because uh-huh. in my mind, I'm like flubbing every question and just, you know, can't even get a word out. Yeah. So basically, conversation goes great. Um, there's, you know, all these hurdles each time, but we overcome each one and we get the invite to get aboard the boat. We're taking a boat over to the restaurant, the grand opening. Mm-hmm. We have exclusive access. No one else is allowed on the boat, you know, due to COVID, you know, concerns and just everything. I mean, and yeah. Yeah. so we're, it's the photographer and I, Joe Namath and Charlie Modica on, on this boat. And, uh, yeah, I mean, wow, it's just like still yeah. unbelieving and everything. So, so I, I, let's talk about day off. This is game time. We're ready for kickoff. I, I knew how excited you were going into this. I, I want to know that that first in in person meet. What was it like? Is it, in my head, I got this scene. It's like you know, so much pressure. You go up. It's like it's it, it's nice to meet you. Ah, oh, I blew it. You know, it's just like <laughs> what what was that uh, introduction like? So I get there, I'm like paranoid and anal about trying to be as early as possible to not screw this up, like you're saying. So I get there way too early. I probably get there like <laughs> an hour before we're supposed like to. Say the, the night before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, I should say that the, the Uber that I took to get had the car broken into. So the window, the driver's side window was broken. And so we had to tape it up and like cardboard. And the guy's like, Hey, do you mind? Like, it's going to take me a little bit to, to do this. I'm like, internally, I'm like freaking out, but I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever you need, man. And so we finally get there. He drops me off and either no one's awake or no one's there. I don't ring the doorbell because, uh, I don't know, for, for whatever reason, my mind tells me to go down to the dock and there's, you know, there's the boat. No one's there. It's just me. I'm kind of scouting out the location and Charlie's house is beautiful. I think it's up on Jupiter Island, which is, you know, incredible property. And, uh, co- I mean, covered in boats. The guy is an eclectic boat owner. He's like, you know, a true yachtsman. He owns a lot of these older restored boats and they're beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but just, you know, sailboats. He has like an older, um, Boston whaler. He's got, uh, yeah, mahogany runabout. I mean, incredible amount of boats. And, uh, so I'm taking all that in. And, you know, when Joe comes down, when he finally gets there, it was funny because like, you know, we had such a good rapport on the phone. And then I didn't want to seem like I was too much of like this, like adoring fan. So uh-huh. I, I kind of like, not that I gave him the cold shoulder, but I just tried not to like be too cloying in the beginning. I, I said hi and it was like, he said hi and it was just kind of nice, but it, there was nothing more. And okay. I spent that time really talking with Charlie and, um, yeah. And so we, we get on the boat and, uh, yeah, probably, I'd say probably the latter half of that day is when he kind of opens up more and, mm-hmm. and, uh, he's everything that, you know, I, I hoped it would be. But yeah, this, this was a big day for him. He got to meet senior editor of Power Murder at Simon Murray. You got to think he was a little nervous. So I, I give him, I'll give him a pass for that one. He must have been real impressed with just my, my, <laughs> my boat knowledge, just pounding him to death. <laughs> uh, I love that. I love that. So I, so I guess the mission you were, to take the boat to the restaurant, was it a long ride? How, how long did it take? So it was probably 30 minutes over. And uh, I should probably mention, or we should probably mention that the boat itself is, you know, it's not like a Boston whaler or a center console. Charlie owns Bystander, which is one of its kind. I think there was two built 
these iconic tenders that uh, were used for the America's Cup, J-class boats, which were sailboats that are over 120 feet long. Um, and this boat had the job of ferrying crew and also sails and masts and was also responsible for towing these boats with like a 175 horsepower gas engine back then in the 30s. Built. Right, right. Uh, I think it was commissioned by the New York Yacht Club syndicate um, in defense of the America's Cup and uh, you know, eventually got owned by Vanderbilt. I mean, this is a boat that Kind of like Namath. I mean, it's like a very flashy, iconic vessel, but also like a workhorse and, you know, a winner because it was three of the America's Cup boats that it towed ended up winning. So unbelievable. I mean, history. I, you know, I was going to say the same thing. It's, uh, it's so fitting that this is a Legends and Icons issue and you get a, and of course you're on a boat like Bystander. It's, uh, I know, I actually know of that boat. I've seen some unbelievable photos taken by Anna Vanderwall of it. You know, that boat was restored by. Elizabeth Meyer and was was a celebrity around around Newport for for years. So there's a, there's a lot of star power on that boat between you and him and the boat. It's uh, there's a lot going on. There is, and, and Broadway Joe Namath got his nickname for being a guy that was really confident and enjoyed the scene, the the lifestyle, the the New York that going out scene. And you know the guy's famous for wearing that fur coat. I mean we've all seen those pictures. Yeah. You know the guy guaranteed a Super Bowl win as the underdogs. I mean that's you got to have a lot of confidence to do that and pull it off. Right. And you, you think that, you know, you think that that boat belongs to him because it's an iconic vessel that's famous yeah, in the New York scene. But he's a modest kind of guy when it comes to he's lived on the same piece of land for like over 20 years on wow. the Waxahachie River. Um, I think his family lives right next door to him. They do own boats. But like you think Joe Namath would own like a. An, a big azimuth or Sunseeker or one of these, you know, even like maybe even like a Bertram, you know, but he owns like, a, you know, he owns like a Boston Whaler. And I think the big maybe he owns a couple of them, but the biggest one's like 24 feet. So not the kind of boats you would imagine this guy to own. Well, especially a, a far cry. I have to I have to interject our most recent Super Bowl winner, uh, very famously touting his yacht, and uh, that was a multi-million dollar boat. A little, little bit of a discrepancy between then and I guess Super Bowl three. Different different kind of paydays, I'm sure. Exactly, and and yeah, and, and actually, well, I, as a Jets fan, we don't talk about that's the he who must not be named, <laughs> taken from Harry Potter. We don't talk about that guy. Even, even I'm a Giants fan, so that's that's fine. That's fine yeah. with me too. We have a deal. <laughs> Well, yeah, we appreciate you guys for, for stopping two of their Super Bowl victories. Uh, but yeah, no, um, well, I mean, Namath is also really famous for, I think he was the highest paid, I think, uh, player in the NFL at his time when he signed onto the Jets. And, um, he's incredibly famous for his signing deal had to include a, a jet green Lincoln Continental. So he's like a big, you know, I asked him, like, you're a big car guy, it seems like. Like, when did you make the move over to boats? And it was when he came down. Um, he played in the Orange Bowl for Alabama, where he went to school. He played under Bear Bryant, who's like, talk about, like, figuratively and physically an opposing figure in football. The guy was like six foot four. He got the name Bear for allegedly wrestling a bear at a, like, a fair, like a, one of these country fairs out in Arkansas. <laughs> The guy has like a crazy accent and he's just a big booming voice. Um, and Bear Bryant said that Namath was one of the best athletes he's ever coached, or if not the best athlete he's ever coached. But so he, so Namath comes down 
plays in the Orange Bowl in Miami. He has an injured knee because he's got tons of injuries. I'll get to that later. But injures his knee, then wasn't supposed to play in the game at all. His backup plays. His backup gets injured. He comes in the second half. He almost claws his way back to victory, uh, but loses. I think he loses on a goal line stand by the Texas Longhorns, who they're playing. The Longhorns win, and uh, it's, like, brutal for him. But then, you know, that was in 65, I, I want to say. Four years later, he's in the same stadium, Orange Bowl in Miami, playing for uh, Super Bowl three. So he's got a lot of history with Florida, and so that really opened his eyes. He loved the, the weather. I mean, who doesn't? And so he gets into boats pretty quickly. So, yeah, so I, all the stuff I didn't really know before, but uh, – or some of the stuff, I should say, the boating side. I really didn't know that how big of a boater he was. Right, right. So let's uh, let, let's jump back to uh, to present day. This was just last week. Uh, let's go back aboard Bystander. Tell me a little bit about your your time aboard, and uh, you know any any fun anecdotes from the time underway. So yeah, so we get the, to the restaurant. We have some time to kill. We fire up a drone, get some shots of the uh, Jupiter Lighthouse, which they. Charlie and Joe kind of helped, um, you know, get funding for, I think it was restored in some way. Mm. It's like right across the, 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 the way it's right across the, uh, the water that we're on from the restaurant. Mm -hmm. uh, so you can see it. It's beautiful. The boat is kind of like tough to maneuver. I wouldn't say it's like the easiest boat to, to be under helm. And, uh, it's like, you know, single screw. One of these, it's, I mean, the boat is freaking old, man. It's like, yeah, yeah. Almost a hundred years old. So I'm having trouble. It's an incoming tide. It's moving pretty fast. And, you know, I, I probably relented and, you know, needed a little bit of assistance. But, you know, later on in the day, Joe's under helm and, uh, the guy, I mean, I was just watching him and the guy was as deft behind the, with the throttle as he was under center, which was really nice because oh, it's wow. like he's not, he's not just, he, he kept being, he's a very humble guy which is incredible because of everything that we've said. He wanted all the, he wanted Charlie's name to come first on the restaurant, which it does. It's the bigger boater. Maybe, I mean, Charlie owns a lot of boats, but, uh, but Joe is, you know, amazing. beyond. And, uh, you know, Joe comes from, he comes from Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania, close to Pittsburgh. He comes from very modest, humble beginnings. Actually, Charlie and Joe both used to collect bottles as kids to, to bring them back and, get some money from finding them, like basically scrap. Wow. So uh, from where they were to where they are now, it's like both guys, it's like they, they definitely deserve it and they deserve to be where they are. So yeah, so we're finally get there. The restaurant looks great. It's like four restaurants, maybe five restaurants in one. Looks like an incredible, you know, Charlie and Joe's on Love Street. It's going to be a great destination. Um, but then on the way back, we got to dock the boat. And it's like two pilings out on the water mm -hmm. and with hooks. And so we had thrown the lines over the pilings uh, when we headed out and we're coming back and they got this big, long boat hook. And Joe's got two artificial knees. He was in a water skiing accident, which like he, he like told me to touch his hamstring. I and it was like. It was. <laughs> well, I gotta. I gotta hit pause again. I told you not to touch Joe. This is my one rule. <laughs> it was a good thing it was like at the end and not the beginning. I think the beginning would be a little weird, but it, hopefully it was after we had built this rapport. But he was like, "Yeah, touch it," and it was like the size of a grapefruit, and just 
Like, it, it's just an injury that I've never seen, let alone felt, ever. Um, so he got that from boating. And, uh, you know, the guy's banged up. And so, but he's still pretty capable. Like he, he was up on the bow. He's moving around. I mean, and that boat, too. It's not like the boats, modern boats today that we're used to, where it's like there's two staircases uh, going up onto the bow. It's like they're not the easiest thing to maneuver. They're probably, they're, they're very narrow. So uh, we're up there and going back to, like, meeting this legend. It's like, you don't want to screw up anything. Like the, the boating was like understand like the the maneuvering was understandable because I incoming tides moving fast you know kind of it's understandable if you need assistance but when you're trying to grab the line using a boat hook you don't want to look like a a flub you don't want to look like some guy who doesn't know what he's doing and especially when Joe Namath hands you the boat hook and you're like given this chance to be athletic or just to be like capable in, in this situation. You don't want to screw that up. So I'm like basically clicking in my boots and I finally, I grab, I grab it. And I finally get it on. But that moment was, it must have, in my mind, it took like five minutes when it probably, I was just fumbling with it for like, you know, maybe 10 seconds. But uh, he, he called you in for that last second field goal. It's like to win the game. Here we go. The, the ribbon on top. Is he going to blow it or what? Exactly. It's a field goal. It's like the, it's it's so pivotal in that moment, but it's nothing in the grand scheme of things because uh-huh. I'm just you know I'm just the guy trying to grab the the line. But yeah, no, it was it was it was crazy. That's uh, I I love those stories and uh, you know so the the million dollar question end of the day, did you get the autograph? So just should back up for a second. So I I, I get I buy the jersey, I pack it in my backpack, and on the phone call prior to getting there. Charlie is saying how Joe is just like the staple of Jupiter. Like, I'm sure if you boat around there, live around there, you know, you've probably seen him or you've heard of people seeing him. On the way back, actually, I should mention, he would pop out. He'd pop out from behind the helm when he was driving and people would go nuts. They'd be like, you know, I'd, I'd never seen so many Jets fans in Florida. And people would just yelling, <laughs> like, go Jets and like, hey, Joe. And, and he would like pop out and just, you know, give the whole Jets chant and, uh, it was, it was awesome. But so, mm. so I, I packed this bag and, um, I'm told on the call that Charlie is, is used to taking pictures of people coming up to them. And, and Joe is so accommodating and nice. And he's just so willing to take pictures with people. Um, they smile. Charlie said that there's two people always smiling. There's Joe and then there's whoever asked. And then even after the picture is done being taken, Joe's still smiling. So it just shows how. Mm-hmm. How uh, outgoing and and kind this guy is uh, with his and generous with his time and so you know I hear that and I'm like okay the autograph is on the table I got it this guy's got a lot of charisma he's, he's an outgoing dude he's not gonna care um, and then I get on the boat and somehow it comes up I, I have not told a soul I don't even think I told the photographer uh, at that point that I had these this jersey with me yeah um, so then I hear in the boat from Charlie that like yeah, uh, Joe's not really a big fan of taking autographs, of signing oh. autographs, because, uh, you know, too many people kind of turn around and they just sell it. They sell the gear. And I'm like, oh, God. And that, like, just, <laughs> that just torpedoes any hope I had. I'm like, oh, God. So at one point, Joe must must have been on the stern with a photographer taking some shots. And I turned to Charlie, which luckily earlier on, I had kind of developed this, like, rapport with him. And I was like, hey, Charlie. Uh, 
I know you said that he doesn't like to sign autographs, but I got a jersey in my backpack. Like, do you, should I ask? Do you think he'd care? And there's like a long pause. And I'm like, oh, yeah. But maybe I've just ruined this interview. Maybe I've lost my job. Like I, I overplayed. Know. I overplayed my hand. <laughs> I did. I did. But luckily, Charlie goes. Uh, he goes. Ah, oh, no, I wasn't talking about you. Ah, oh, he, he'd be delighted to do that for you. No problem. So later on in the day, and it, but still, so he tells me that. But it's not like I got it. It's like he tells me he's assured. Like he's assuring me. But what is that assurance on a day like this? You know, what I, mean? I just got I just got to tell you, my heart, my heart rate is going for you right now. <laughs> I, I know how this story ends. And already I feel like you know, you're asking the girl out in high school. I, the suspense is building. Simon, get did you get the autograph? <laughs> it is it's exactly like that. So so um, later in the day, we get back to the boat after they do the grand opening ribbon cutting ceremony. And Charlie goes, this is like this is the biggest moment. Charlie goes out of the blue. I didn't even ask him. He goes. Hey, uh, hey, Joe, we got a, we got a crewmate on board, a crew member on board who uh, who has a sensitive question for you. And I'm like, oh, oh God, I was like, here it is. And he's like, uh, and I, I can't I, I must have blacked out because I can't remember if I was like I took over or if I just let Charlie like a like the coward I was in that moment. If Charlie just I, asked I, me behind your friends. Yeah, your friend <laughs> asked her out for you. <laughs> exactly. It's exactly that. And uh so I think I, I can't remember, honestly, but either way, it was asked and he relented. I thought of everything. I thought of the hand sanitizer in case COVID was a problem, rightly so. But then also I bought two Sharpies, not one, two Sharpies. He signs it. Um, and, you know, of course, in this moment, right as he's sign, signing it, there's all this boat traffic coming and there's throwing up a lot of wake. And, you know, those old boats, you know, wow. they're... They're so easy to roll. And uh, it was rolling a little bit. And he's like, asking me what he should sign. I was like, dude, whatever you want. <laughs> whatever <And> you want. <laughs> I was like, even if like the, the wake screws it up, I'm going to be, you know, I'm hanging this up in my house. So uh, he did. And um, I got it downstairs. And uh, yeah, I mean, he could not have been nicer about it. And no, I was just so thankful. And he wrote a nice note on the jersey. Yeah. I mean, sometimes dreams do come true. I can't. I think I was telling you this before. Like, if I was, if I could go back in time and tell my 10 year old self, like, not only that you're going to meet Joe Namath, you're going to get him to sign a personal note on his, on his jersey for you. I think my 10 year old self would, would, my mind would just explode. It's like, I I never thought. Liar, liar, pants on fire. (laughs) Yeah. It would be like, who are you? And you're clearly not me. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's just unbelievable. I mean, like dreams really do come true, I guess. It's wild. Well, it's uh, you know, it was it was a really great story and even even to watch it from from my point of view, I was I was uh I was anxious for you because you know, there's a lot of expressions and and sayings out there about about not meeting your hero for for risking disappointment, right? And uh so it was cool. I remember, you know, after getting your phone call the afternoon after that trip and I was like, oh man, I just said a little silent prayer. I'm like, I hope this went well. I would be, I'd be devastated for you if it, if it didn't. But, uh, you said like, they, they couldn't have gone any better. And it was, it was, it was pretty cool. Pretty cool to see from the outside. And especially, you know, being a, a Jets fan, especially in recent years, like it's been tough. I mean, there, there's every reason to just abandon ship, uh, move on. I mean, the last head coach was awful. We've had, just had, I don't think we've had many seasons where we've, gone better than 500 so we just had losing records and 
And now I think we have the longest drought uh, between playoff appearances. You know, it's it's tough when like Tom Brady is as inevitable as a tide, and he's just mm-hmm. he just goes to a different team, wins it, no problem. Jets fans have a lot less to go to to you know to keep motivated and to stay excited. And this really revitalized, at least for maybe like another year or two. I have this to ride on, and then we'll see. I mean, if there's if there's just abject loss, it's going to be tough. But yeah, this this will keep me riding high for a little period. Well, I, I, I love it. And especially, you know, knowing you were a lifelong Jets fan, uh, you know, if I could, if I could throw you, throw one Jet fan a, a bone, it's, uh, I think I, I think I've done my job and, uh, done, done some sort of service here. But, you know, I'm really looking forward to this, this story. I've already seen some of the stunning photography by Robert Holland. And this will all be coming out in our upcoming issue, a Legends and Icons issue. I hope you guys stay tuned for it. I'm gonna I'm gonna have my own Broadway Joe moment here. I'm going to I'm gonna go out and on a limb. I'm gonna guarantee that this story is an absolute winner and one you certainly can't miss. I hope you enjoyed this podcast, Simon. Thanks for thanks for jumping on and and chasing this one down for us. If if you enjoyed this content, if you like enjoyed listening to the podcast and enjoy the magazine, we certainly appreciate the support. Please go ahead and like, share, comment, review. All of this is gonna help keep this content going. So. Until until next time, guys, we will see you out on the water. Take it easy, Simon. Go Jets. All right, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs>